It's Saturday, so y'all know we about to get ready and jump into the mailbag. But before we do so, I have to pose the question. Will we see a different Chicago Bears team versus the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow afternoon? Y'all already know I'm going to talk about it in a little bit more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Yes, it's only me today. C-Dub got some things to handle. So you got me, Bobby, and I'm going to hold it down for the Chicago Bears Central family on today's episode. If you like what you're listening to today, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. Before I get into the topic, I want to make it known. No, I did not flip into a Seattle Seahawks fan. This is the shirt. This is my coaching shirt. And I'm a proud father because my son in the first game of his football season scored two rushing touchdowns and threw for another two touchdowns, giving him four total touchdowns on the day with the game ceiling touchdown with 30 seconds left in the game. So I'm super excited and I'm not taking it off for the rest of the day. It's okay. But now on to the Bears content. Will we see a different Chicago Bears team tomorrow against the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm going to come out and say it. I hope so. <laughs> and that's just to keep it honest with you. I, I really do hope so. I'm not going to say that it's a must win, but it's definitely a performance that these guys have to come out and put on that will make us as fans a believer that we are trending in the right direction. It was horrible week one against the Green Bay Packers. We looked a little bit better against the Bucks, And now we're going against the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, who a lot of people are predicting to spank the Chicago Bears, and rightfully so. Right now, the Chicago Bears fan base and the Chicago Bears organization appears to be looking like a dumpster fire and rightfully so. You got your quarterback coming out, making comments, saying different things that the media didn't like. You got your defensive coordinator in some trouble and he's resigning. We don't know all the facts yet, so let me put make sure I place that there. Um, you got different things going on. So right now it's seeming a little shaky, but I'm of the mindset that all this adversity only makes things stronger. Just like Justin Fields said, right now we're going through the storm. Well, eventually that storm will clear up. Will it be this week? It's still to be determined. I'm not going to get my hopes up. I want to see what's on the field first. I want to see what's on the field, what the Chicago Bears can bring to this game they have to rise to the occasion and be able to put their best foot forward so we can move and start trending in the right direction i believe that justin fields he has to be locked in he has to be ready to go he has not played great the last two weeks he has to have his best game of the season in this game thus far it's three games in he has to trend upward in each game to start making people a believer in what he's doing calling out the head coaches just a little bit definitely took some blame on his own let me make that clear he blamed himself for some but he did you know name a, a few other things probably didn't get as specific as everybody wanted him to be but he did go out there and pretty much say hey it could be coaching it could be myself it could be players but the Chicago Bears as an entire team they need to shore this thing up the offense needs to ensure that they are not predictable. Shaq Barrett came out and said, hey, we knew it was coming. So that's a slap in the face to every Chicago Bears player on the offense, in court, in including 
the offensive coordinator calling the plays. So get your stuff together, Luke Getze. Then on the defensive side, no more Allen Williams, who a lot of us, we were not a believer in. Well, now we've seen Matt Eberflus call a better game against the Tampa Bucks, but now Eberflus has to put it, put together a game plan to kind of slow down the Kansas City Chiefs because you're not going to stop them. You have to slow them down a little bit to make this game competitive. There are believers that believe this game will be over at halftime. I'm of a, I'm of the belief it's going to be a lot closer than what we think, and it might get out of hand in the second half. But for the first half, I believe the Bears should be right in tune, right within the game. And to make this a game, everything has to – they have to limit mistakes. Mistakes will happen, but they have to limit those mistakes. On the defensive side, you got to get pressure some way, somehow. And then you cannot continuously blow coverages. You have to know where you need to be. On the offensive side of the ball – these guys got to not, they can't be predictable. Wide receivers has to know the plays and have good spacing on the field. And Luke Getzey has to have great situational awareness on what the hell the team is doing. Is that is really that simple? Are we going to run the ball or, are, you know, let's have a nice mix of run versus pass? Because in the last game against the Bucks, we seen a nice uh, run game early on in the game that the Bears went away from. So they got to go ahead and establish something, start to de develop that identity, and we can push forward. So will we see a different Chicago Bears team versus the Kansas City Chiefs? I hope so. Y'all let me know how y'all feeling about that down below in the comment box. Now we get on to what this day and what this show is really about. The fans, you all who support Chicago Bears Central Every single day by liking, by subscribing, by watching the videos, giving your thoughts, agreeing with us, disagreeing with us. And we're going to just keep on chugging along. Here's this voicemail from Angel. What up, Chicago Bears Central? What up, Cognac Boys? I'm sitting here thinking I'm a name's Angel, a longtime listener from Texas, by the way. But I'm sitting here thinking, given that uh, Biggs is out for the Cowboys, season ending, they're thinking they're going to the Super Bowl this season. Big piece missing for them now. I'm thinking if Ryan Poles trades Jalen Johnson to the Cowboys for some picks, given with all the bullshit that's going on right now, do you guys think that's a good, you know, decision for Poles to make for the for the team overall? Me personally, I like Jalen Johnson, and I don't wanna I don't wanna see him leave from the team. But at the same time, I mean, there's no deal done, and if he walks and we don't get nothing for him, that's gonna you know hurt us more than help us. But I just thought that was a good perspective that I might shoot by you guys. Um, Hope y'all have a good one. Chicago up there down. All right. Thanks, Andrew, for calling in. But the question is, is should the Bears even look to trade Jalen Johnson to the Dallas Cowboys? Me personally, I would say no, not right now. This defense, they need veteran leadership. They still need as many players on this defense as they can keep until the younger guys can eventually show that they can take the helm over. And me personally, I like how Jalen Johnson has been playing. I don't think you give up on that. I think you continue to build around that. Let the defense continue to build an identity for themselves. And I think a trade, especially with all the things that are going on right now, would just kind of disrupt everything. It will, me, it will throw a monkey wrench up in what the Chicago Bears are trying to build out because I just don't see that it's an appropriate time. Now, if we continue to stink, Jalen Johnson somehow turns worse then you might think about it. But as of right now, on Saturday, September 23rd, the Chicago Bears should stand pat. We don't need to go help the Dallas Cowboys. They got to fix out their own problem. It sucks that what happened to Diggs. But we got our own issues, and we need to take care of our home first. 
I hope that answers your question, Angel. Thanks for calling in, man. But, hey, now we move on to a guy from Dallas that is a Bears fan. I'm shocked. Speaking of Dallas, <laughs> here's the voicemail from Darius from Dallas. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, relatively new listener. Uh, just started listening to you this year, man. I love what you do. You get straight to the point with no bullshit in between. So I definitely appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man, Darius from Dallas, brother. Um uh, I was, I was looking at my Facebook today, and I saw a quote where Jim McMahon has said, Chicago always cares more about linebackers and running backs than they do quarterbacks. And that is absolutely 100% fucking true. Okay? And it has shown. As fans, we're a part of that fucking problem. Whose jerseys do we walk around in the stands with? It's always a linebacker or a defensive player or a running back. That's the highest two selling position groups as far as jerseys amongst our fan base. That's all we care about. That's all we accept. As long as we have a good running back and a good defense, we're going to show up in that fucking stadium and we're going to cheer and, and be happy and just satisfied with that. We as fans got to start holding this, this, this organization to a higher standard, man, because they don't put any sort of resources into quarterback. Going up and grabbing Justin Fields, uh, we, I know we reached up to grab Trubisky, but we're not putting as much effort into development. Uh, our quarterback development is terrible. We got to be the worst team in the league at developing quarterbacks. They get here, we get an offensive coordinator who believes more in their system than they do the players. All I want to do is just hear one offensive coordinator say, I don't have a system. I go to a new team and I build my system around that player's strength. I sit down and I have a one-on-one -on -one meeting before the season starts with that player. I find out what plays he likes and I add things in there that fit him. I don't know why that's so fucking hard to understand. And as fans, until we, until this organization starts bringing people in here to draft and develop quarterbacks, stop fucking supporting them, man. Stop acting like the Cubs fans where you're just going to show up to every game and just cheer for them as long as, hey, we're in Wrigley and the nostalgia and all that bullshit. Stop supporting these motherfuckers until they start developing quarterbacks right. That's enough now. It's on us, baby. Texas up, bear down. Shout out to Darius. First of all, man, love the Texas twang on the real. They say everything down there is bigger in Texas. Did that sound terrible, though? I don't know. Y'all let me know if that sound terrible. But on to the point. Darius, I think you got a valid point. You said stop supporting the Chicago Bears until they can learn how to develop offensive talent. And no, you specifically a quarterback. Um, I'm right there with you. I think that Chicago, we're so diehard with our fans. We always settle for disappointment or mediocrity or lackluster performance in hopes that one of the organizations in Chicago will develop and bring us, you know, the gold or, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the ultimate gold, the chip, you know what I'm saying? Cause if you, if we're looking at the bears and you mentioned the Cubs, I like to mention the Chicago bulls, the Chicago bulls haven't done anything, but yet we still continue to sell out the United center every single year. We still put up top numbers for the United Center every single year. So it's a valid point. And I think, and I'm right with you. And that's the thing that I like to look at, especially when people is like, just tank for Caleb Williams. Okay, we're going to tank for Caleb Williams, but if the same coaching staff is there, what's what's going to be the, the end result? The same thing that we're looking at right now. The same thing that we just looked at a few years ago with Mitchell Trubisky. Simply because you have to put great football guys in front of young, talented quarterbacks. Now, let's just say real quick for the sake of discussion. Imagine Justin Fields around his, his uh, offense is surrounded by, let's just say, the likes of 
a Jim Codwell, uh, Frank Wright, uh, Doug Peterson, uh, Kyle Shanahan, something like that, uh, Eric Bieniemy, something like that to get these guys established the correct way and learn how to play football the correct way in the NFL. These guys done it in college, but we know there's a difference between college and the NFL. So Justin Fields, he should have been placed around better offensive coaching, in my opinion, more experienced guys, more guys that have done it and work with Hall of Fame quarterbacks or uh, good to great quarterbacks, something like that. That's a, that's something that should have been placed right in front of him. But unfortunately, we're dealing with Luke Getze. Hopefully they can figure this thing out. I hope that answers your question, Darius. Thanks for calling in, man. Y'all are on the road today. Now we're going to keep it chugging along. We move on to my guy who hasn't called in a while, but he called back to give his thoughts on the Chicago Bears right now. This is the voicemail from KD. What's up with y'all boys, man? It's KD calling back in. It's been a little minute, but shit, man. Calling in. At this point, we 0-2. Ain't nothing to Ain't nothing really look good, I would say. Nah, ain't nothing really look good, to be honest. No position group has stood out. I was calling to see what's y'all perspective on the staff. I know... I know we know Lou Gessie sucks. I know we know Allen Williams sucks. Matt Eberflus is just kind of there. He called a better game against the Bucks, but still didn't uh, resolve no win. So I want to know how y'all feel about the staff. Like, do y'all feel like this Bears team is married? Ryan Poles and uh, Matt Eberflus is married as one? Or could we see the GM getting rid of the head coach and the coordinators and starting over with another staff? Because to be honest, out of the staff members, Poles is the only one I like. Like, because you can see his vision, you can see what he's trying to do, and he, he's brought in talent. And this year, this offseason, I see him fixing the O line completely for real now. But man, we zero two. It's looking like <laughs> now, mind you, nine teams in the NFL is zero two. So it's obviously people gonna turn it around. I don't know about the Bears, but if we potentially have two top five picks, it's like, man, you could probably get Caleb and Marvin Harris. So that's, that's way too far ahead. But I, my main question is, can y'all see Paul's getting rid of the coaching staff, the big three of Eva Flues, uh, the DC and the OC and starting off with somebody new because Eric enemy is looking good in Washington. And I know he wants a head coach job, and I know head coaches typically are fired after a year or two. But shit, the Texans fired Lovey Smith after one year, so it is possible. So just want to let hear y'all thoughts on that. What y'all think about that? All right, thanks for calling in, KD. Appreciate the take, man. First and foremost, we're gonna talk about the coaching staff. Me personally, I think the coaching staff right now with a vacancy in defensive coordinator, they are a little bit shaky. You know what I'm saying? They they are treading to being fired. They are trending in that direction. You know what I'm saying? And I, when I look at that type of thing, I think that when you talk about Ryan Pose, the moment he gets rid of this coaching staff, in my mind, he has one more coaching staff <laughs> to sign. One more. If he gets rid of Justin Fields and goes to get, let's just say for the sake of discussion, Caleb Williams, that's it. So it has to eventually start trending in the right direction. And I'm right on board with you. I think Ryan Pose is not the issue. He ain't the coach, but he's getting a, he's getting the coach players who fits his defensive scheme and then looking at your offensive coordinator and getting him more players. So I, I, I'm right along with you. I think Ryan Pose should be good. It's just about who do you bring in to lead the men that's down in the locker room and that's going to be playing on the field. That's what it all comes down to because Ryan Pose, he can go out and get whoever he want. But if your coaching staff is not that good and it's not reflecting on the field, it's a problem. Then on your second point, talking about Williams and Harris, 
man, that's something to definitely build around. You got Caleb Williams, DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr., Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert, and then you just need to touch up on your offensive line a little bit more. It sounds great. Only problem is <laughs> who's going to be the coach. That's the problem. And you mentioned Eric Bieniemy. I think that'll be a, a, a interesting hire for sure because we know Eric Bieniemy. He's gonna give all that he can to build Caleb Williams up. So I think it's a lot of ways that you can go with it. But just to end off on on uh, your voicemail, I would say the Bears they have a little bit of time. It's running low, but I'm looking at it when I provide context. I look at just about everything. The Detroit Lions last year started one and six, but they ended the season eight and two to go nine and eight, right? Yeah, nine and eight. <laughs> Skills a quick math. Nine and eight. That's what kept Dan Campbell as the head coach for the Detroit Lions. It's not over yet. It's looking real blurry with the at the end of the tunnel. But we gotta evaluate the entire season first, is what I'm saying. So I'll leave it at that, and I hope that makes sense for anybody that's listening to that, for sure. The next voicemail I'm going to get into before we get ready and round this thing up with the next three, I'm going to go ahead and give Mike from Penn, Pennsylvania, some love. Here's your voicemail. Excuse me. Here's your voicemail, Mike. Yo, Hayes and the Cognac boys. What's up? It's your boy Mike from Pennsylvania. So our dear friend Jared Payton had mom's son, Connie Payton. Freaking Bears royalty, my friend. And Connie hit the nail on the head. She said, I'm watching the He just doesn't look like himself. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Absolutely something's wrong. So tell me before Justin came out on that presser, how many millions of Chicago fans were saying, let's do the English, the um the King's English. It appears that Luke is underachieving as an offensive coach in the NFL. Now, no. Oop, I forget who I'm talking to. Let's do it in the Chicago way. Get the socks. Anyway, everybody and their grandmother was was thinking that or saying that. Anyway, I sent a message to Jared. I said, you, Jared, you got to remind this kid of what Jim McMahon did. Dick could send a play, and then McMahon would be like, nah, I ain't running Walter into a brick wall. We're changing that crap. And when Justin came out on that presser and he said, look it, I'm overthinking everything. I just got to go out there and ball and be me and play like I know how to play. I was like, thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, I'm really excited to see. I know all weeks we got to deal with Kansas City, but I'm, I want to see Justin do his thing and be comfortable back there no matter what he does. Anyway, uh, peace, brothers. Bear down. Oh, Chicago up, bear down. And ah, Paris. Later. All right. So we heard Mike. And, man, I think I agree with you, man. I think that. Like, a lot of people didn't like the comments that came from Justin Fields. They felt like he was pointing a finger. They felt like he wasn't following the normal script. But my thing is, is that when you ask these players to go ahead and be themselves, be honest, and when they be honest and be themselves, they get criticized for it. This is why you get press conferences a few years ago from Marshawn Licious 
from the same phrases over and over and over again. And no, like it's funny, but it's not writing material for the journalists. So these journalists in the media, they have to be true to themselves. I understand you want to make your, your organization, your company look good. We all want to do that, whether we work for YouTube or say other companies, AT&T, T-Mobile, whoever you work for, you want to make that company look good. But I think that we shouldn't castigate people so much to the point to where they have to backtrack their thoughts just for them being themselves. They shouldn't have to do that. He's being himself. I will say this, though, Mike. The same fiery energy that Justin Fields came back and uh, said, uh, displayed while he was given, you know, his uh, thoughts back in the locker room is the same energy we need on the field. I understand he's a stoic guy. He's even killed. Stoic. You know what I'm saying? But that fire needs to start oozing out of him, oozing out of him, because then that could be infectious to his teammates. That's one thing I will say. And, uh, we shall see what happens, man. We shall see what happens. Thanks for calling in, Mike, for sure. Appreciate you always. All right, y'all. We got two more to go. This next voicemail is from Nick. Hey, Bobby. Seat up. Hey, this is Nick here. I haven't called in a, a little while, but obviously as frustrated as anybody after these couple games here. But anyway, yesterday I had kind of an epiphany or a revelation. So I've got a daughter that's uh, she's going to be two in January, right? So she's like one in nine months or whatever. But anyway. I've got this closet in my kitchen where behind it, there's a staircase that runs down. So the floor of this closet, it's like 45 degrees uh, drywall. So the other day, um, she was trying to like open the closet and climb up this like ramp of drywall, right? She keeps on stepping up like one step, two step, and then she'd fall and slide. So then she'd try it again, step up one, two, fall, slide. And she, she tried to keep climbing this thing for like four or five minutes, just keep on falling over and over again. And that's when it hit me. It was like Luke Getzey calling screen passes. Luke Getzey is a fucking baby calling NFL offenses. Like he keeps on expecting different results, trying it over and over again, which you can, out of a one and a half year old is forgivable. But out of a, a grown man, um, you know, who, who was like Roger's buddy, that's his claim to fame. Um, it's just kind of fucking pathetic. So I have hope that a new coaching staff can unlock these players. There's no way we bring in this much talent and they all suck this bad. Like all these guys on defense where they're not in position to make plays and they're fucking giving up on the, they're not buying into the philosophy anymore. So anyway, you tell me, you know, how much of this you think is players not buying in. There was one play where Sanborn, Jalen Johnson and uh, Brisker were all jogging to, uh, Mike Evans last weekend after he missed a, a tackle or forced a missed tackle against Stevenson or forgot who the corner was. But anyway, you tell me how much you think is the coaches. But until uh, next time, Chicago up, bear down. All right. Thanks, Nick, for calling in. You asked me how much I think is this on coaching. I think a lot of it's on coaching. Um, If we want to go percentage-wise, I'll give them about 45%. Because I think that the players, they have to, first of all, the work should have been put in in minicamp, OTAs, training camp. That's what I'll let times for and, and including preseason. Um, so I will go 45, 55, 45 belongs to the coaches because the coaches should be coaching these guys up and have them in the in the correct places to succeed. There will be mistakes. I want to make that clear. There will be mistakes, but there can't be lackadaisical focus. It can't be lackluster performance. You know what I'm saying? The hits principle is, is about playing hard and playing smart. Can we say that a lot of these plays these last two weeks have been playing smart and hard? No, we can't. So when I look at the defensive side of the ball, I still want to take 
to Iberflus, dude, you're a defensive coordinator. You were so great in Indianapolis that you got hired for your specialty and coaching up defenses. What the hell have we seen? Mediocrity is the answer. It has to get better at some point. And then on the offensive side, that coaching has to get better at some point. You compare them. You compare Luke Gassie to your one-year-old daughter, and that was pretty funny. But it's sad as hell, just like you said, to see a grown man call three straight screen plays. It's crazy as hell to see your offensive coordinator who's been doing this for a while, maybe not as an OC, but he's been around football for so long. Like, bro, you have to make something shake. You have to make something happen. I'm out here coaching five- and six-year-olds in football. And best believe, these kids, they made mistakes today at our game. But when I coached them up on the field, most of those kids, they got their stuff together. So you can't tell me that this guy is so in in his head that he can't get his stuff together. It has to change. It has to change immediately. Or you will get embarrassed tomorrow afternoon by the Kansas City Chiefs. Get it together, Lou Gatsy. Get it together, Matt Eberflus. And we don't have a defensive coordinator, so get it together to the ghost. <laughs> That's the defensive coordinator for now. We'll see what happens. But thanks for calling in, Nick. Now we're going to move on to the last voicemail of the day. This is from Pablo. Yo, yo, Bobby. Beat up, hey, even my boy Steve-O, what's the word, man? You know, I called in last week, man, y'all was calling me uh, Solo. But yeah, man, it's your boy, Boss Pablo, back in this thing with another mailbag. You hear me? I'm going to get right to it, man, because I only got like two minutes. So forgive me if I'm all over the place, but man, I know y'all seen the dumpster fire at Hallis Hall. I'm not even going to get into all that. Alan Williams resigned as he should. He shouldn't have even took the goddamn field not one time this season. He played us. Whatever he had going on, that's what he had going on. But I'm going to get to this. Y'all heard my boy, JF1, finally said, I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy that he finally came out and he's showing some moxie. You know what I'm saying? He 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 letting his kahunas hang. And he had to let it know, hey, look, I've been taking the blame for the lot of three years with offensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator, head coach, et cetera, et cetera. It may be the coaching. It looked to me, when I watched that all 22, he looked it like a robot, bro. It, he wasn't going through his natural motions. He was too busy in his head trying to read the defense and go through his progressions. No, at the end of the day, Justin Fields is an instinctual player. Everything he accomplished last year was off of pure instincts. Not only that, my man's had 400 rushing yards last season off design runs, and I believe he had maybe a... Uh, Four to six touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. But my boy got busy off the design run. What's going on? Luke Gessie, get him the fuck up out of here. Matt Eberflus, you doing the right thing by calling the defensive scheme. You called it, you making a defensive play. You stick your ass doing that. We need another head coach. We need another uh, OC. ASAP, man. ASAP. I'm proud of my boy, JF1, for finally letting this nuts hang. It's letting them know what's really going on. It's not just him, man. It's the coaches as well. On top of that, we got injuries all over the place. It's it's, it's a debacle, man. It's, it don't look good. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to leave on a positive note. You know, as y'all know, we got 15 more games, man. So we're going to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to holler at y'all boys on the next one. Chicago up. Better fuck down. Y'all know what's going on. Peace. All right. Thanks for calling in, Pablo. appreciate you supporting the channel, my guy. But you, I believe you said everything that needed to be said. Justin Fields, I respect the hell out of him for coming out and saying what he had to say. But in return, he has to rise to the occasion now. 
And then when it comes to the, the coaching staff, it's just simple. Do your job. Do your job. Do your job. And the, the Bears fans will not be complaining. But as you mentioned, and you placed out there for us, we got 15 games left, and it ain't looking good tomorrow. But you never know. Any given Sunday, right? You never know. Any given Sunday, even though the confidence meter is very, very low for the win. But we still going to be right here rocking and rolling with the live call tomorrow. So make sure y'all still be there. We still going to be rocking and rolling with the prediction show tomorrow. So y'all make sure y'all be there. And then that's it for me today. It's been a long one. It's been a great one. I'm about to go in there and tell my son how proud I am of him. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Chicago up. Bear down. I'm going to see y'all on the next one for sure. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. 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 Media.